0: first official podcast recording.
1: That's right. Hello, Kelly. Happy uh, COVID Thanksgiving.
0: Happy COVID Thanksgiving to you too. How was yours?
1: Uh, pretty uneventful. I visited my family from the driveway.
0: Oh, that's nice. It's better than nothing.
1: And I tried to uh, make my own for the first time Thanksgiving meal. I made a much bigger mess than uh, meal. Oh, really? Still cleaning up parts of it. but.
0: Well, I hope it was still uh, as delicious as like a, a real home-cooked meal.
1: Well, it was okay, but it was more annoying than anything after cleaning. And speaking of annoying.
0: (laughs) Nice segue there. So yeah, today we're going to talk about all things that annoy us in the curling world. Things that we've uh, heard or experienced throughout our years.
1: And there are a lot. We're pretty cynical.
0: Oh, for sure. We've each compiled our list of pet peeves individually, but we haven't shared this list with each other yet.
1: That's right. This is going to be a complete surprise, but.
0: I'm pretty sure you can guess some of the things that will be on my list.
1: I know. There's a good chance they completely overlap.
0: Yeah. One of them I have been very vocal about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I already know.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'm not going to start with that one. I'm actually going to start with another pet peeve that might be an unpopular opinion. So this term was being used in an article a couple years ago. And ever since then, it's just picked up momentum and is being used a lot more. And I just cannot stand it.
1: Oh, maybe I don't know what you're going to talk about.
0: The term rink used to like identify teams like Homan's rink jones's rink cooey's rink won the briar and i just like who came up with this because there's nowhere in the curling like world do we use the term rink we don't even curl in a rink so where does this rink come from
1: you're right if you have to explain this to somebody uh who's not familiar with curling and you say Homan's rink they'll be like what does she own an arena or
0: I mean, yeah, some of the big competitions are played in an arena, but you don't say, oh, I'm going down to the rink to watch.
1: It's true. I've never thought about that.
0: And even then, even with that logic, like hockey players play in a in a hockey rink, but you don't call a hockey team a rink. They're called a team. You know, they're not the Toronto Maple Leafs rink. They're just a team. And at least, like, if you want to refer to a curling team, there's so many more other adjectives that you can use. Team, uh, foursome is another one. Like Gang. I just, gang. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know. You should use gang, but just rink. I just, I, I can't stand it. It's true. So that is one thing that should be just abolished. I bet you started with a journalist who knew nothing about curling and just saw them playing a competition in an arena and called them a rink. I don't know.
1: I haven't thought about that. It I guess it's uh man, I'm cynical about, about everything, but that one never really bothered me. So it snuck up on me. But now that it, now that you say it, I don't think I can forget it.
0: In the past couple of years now I've been hearing uh like the commentators, like Russ Howard and all of them, start using it too during commentary. And I'm just like, no, it's not a rink. They're a team. And that's just what we call them. And you play out of curling clubs not out of rinks so it just makes no sense and it really grinds my gears and i can't (laughs) stand it
1: i'm gonna go off the board here um because you've reminded me of something what so kelly how do you feel about numbers on jerseys
0: this one i'm not i have to say i'm not a fan but it doesn't annoy me as much as rink does
1: it's true and i don't even know why i mentioned it. it doesn't annoy me that much either i think it's a little bit silly
0: It's definitely a trend, I guess, maybe to make the sport seem more
1: hockey like
0: hockey or like football like or basically any other. I mean, baseball players have numbers Mm -hmm. on them as well. Right. So I guess to make it a little more, um, quote unquote, official. But yeah, there's four people on the team. Right. So what do the numbers mean? It's not like you have a hard time identifying them on the ice. Right.
1: No, exactly
0: well it kind of reminds me a little bit of when we were this is like years ago back when we were like starting in juniors even at the juvenile level um where it just started becoming a trend to put your names on your backs and i remember that would be quite controversial controversial because i remember hearing some people say like oh well you haven't earned the right to put your name on your back because only people (laughs) who've been to like nationals would do that And it was seemed kind of pretentious to to do that when you haven't like won anything, but now it's just so mainstream. Everyone does it, like if you are part of a team.
1: I'm thinking back to um, my old curling jackets, which we'll get into when we do our fashion episode. But like the it's my name, green. yeah, my name was written on the sleeve. It was, was in the smallest font and you could you could only read it like if you held out your arm nice and
0: well, actually my jacket too. My, remember that green one that like color that your team absolutely hated. Um, we didn't have our names on the back on that one, but we each had our first name on like the sleeve, like the okay. upper part of the sleeve. Oh,
1: so. no, yeah, yeah. I remember that jacket. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, those were like those were green, right?
0: Yeah, there were, like, they used to be, There were actually, like, sports, like, outdoor, like, rain jackets that, that right. were, like, fleecy inside, so we used those. Um,
1: All right. Oh, Green yeah. jackets, another thing that grinds my gears. No, I'm kidding. Right. I liked those jackets.
0: I, I still have mine. It's uh, still hanging in my closet. Use it on rainy days. Nice. Are you ready for my favorite pet peeve?
1: Of course. I bet this one we overlap. Oh, do we? I'm guessing, because we don't know these yet, but. That's
0: true. Well, okay, I'm going to go straight into my other one. It's called the stabilizer.
1: Oh, of course.
0: Oh, the stabilizer. Okay, I have nothing against the stabilizer as it is. Like, it is a good tool for certain people. For instance, those who have mobility problems or maybe not as flexible, have a broken hip or something and just can't get into the perfect slide position, it's totally fine. It's there. It's a tool to help you, like, get into that position. It's also good for you know open houses or people who are trying to try curling for the first time and they're probably never going to play curling again. Like, that's great. It keeps them up and prevents them from falling. But if you ever become like a full-time member and play and have the intention to play for many years, please learn how to use a broom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's just no reason. So if my mom is listening, I'm going to ask her to pretend she didn't hear all of that.
0: Well... <laughs> if she does she'll be one of our our two listeners (laughs) no but it's just like it's just so much of an inconvenience right compared to using a broom
1: it's true and in this uh covid generation of curling you can't share that stabilizer now which is a concern with uh some club curlers i've spoken to well
0: what do you think is going to happen now because you know something that always happens every game when someone has a stabilizer it's their turn to shoot and guess what their stabilizer is at the other end now because of covid is one of the skips allowed to touch the stabilizer to throw it down to the other end or does that person have to go all the way down and then pick it up and come all the way back
1: I think we can knock it on the ice with our broom and then just launch it and hopefully keep it on the same sheet.
0: Oh, yeah. But you see, that's an issue that you wouldn't have if
1: If you just slid with your broom. It's true.
0: Exactly. I mean, oh, well, I guess this doesn't count for people who use like the two two different brooms, like one to throw and one to sweep. I guess it's kind of the same issue. But uh, yeah, also they take up a lot of room in your curling bag.
1: They're heavy and expensive.
0: Like, more expensive than a regular broom. It's ridiculous.
1: So this is a true story. I remember when we were in um, at the trials or something, not competing, obviously, uh, <laughs> but we were watching in Ottawa, I think it was, and I don't know, remember who was playing, but there was somebody in front of us who was from Hardline, and he was the guy that makes those... Stabilizers that read Carruthers' slides on, and I think that's when we had our your anti-stabilizer discussion. And uh,
0: you're like, Kelly, don't say that so loud, He's right there.
1: But you know, you were right because it was expensive. It was over two hundred dollars or something.
0: Exactly. And so if and you need a broom to play because you need it to sweep, so you're spending almost five hundred dollars, you know, plus tax for a broom and a stabilizer.
1: I wanted to go up to that guy and ask him, just like, okay, what's the deal? I mean, I'm sure it's a great stabilizer. Don't listen to Kelly, but why is it so expensive? The material can't be that much.
0: I mean, I also I think it's a little bit of a a marketing gimmick. I don't know. There's also a problem where, you know, it's kind of used. I don't want to use the term crutch, but it kind of is. And so it's easy to develop bad habits too using that when you can't have those problems if you use a regular boom.
1: It's true. I have a positive thought about the stabilizer. Go for it. If you don't like it, make your own.
0: Oh, yeah, with PVC piping. Exactly.
1: Right? One of our old teammates made one out of PVC pipe and uh, it worked pretty well.
0: Aren't there rules, though, in competition that it has to have a broom head on it or something
1: i think so but hey our competitive days are long gone so
0: Actually, well i mean i'm speaking for any club curler out there who eventually wants to you know expand their curling career into more competitive play
1: i suppose although if i ever play against anybody who's sliding on something that they built themselves i'll be like hey man you deserve it
0: uh, but I do remember like the early days of the stabilizer when they had one that pretty much looked like it was made out of PVC mm-hmm. piping. And then they took an old uh, brownie broom head, like, you know, the one with the wood and the really puffy. like That's pad. right.
1: Another thing I've seen just on that note very quickly that I, I forget what club it was at, but I saw somebody take a broom and they kind of uh, shaved it down until it was it was an old wooden broom, but um, it was reduced to, um, I don't know, maybe about two feet long.
0: Oh, like they shaved down the end part of it? They
1: shaved down the end of it, and it was really pointy. And That's I was thinking, dangerous. If he ever slips with that, he's going to stab himself.
0: Oh, yeah. Or imagine if he, like, stabs the ice and just, like, makes a big dash into it. Yeah. That's not good.
1: Not good at all.
0: So, you see, for these reasons, people stick with the brew. That's right. So, my next one, I don't hear this very often, but this was a big trend back in the 2000s.
1: Oh, I know what this is. I know what this is. <laughs>
0: you know what this is.
1: I'll tolerate this.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, okay. A little backstory to this one. Back in our junior days, um, I think at the start of it, we mostly competed within our province, but as we like aged and developed, we decided to go to um, some tournaments in a neighboring province. And I guess there's certain, like, I don't know what it is like in other provinces, but I think every province kind of has its quirks or its way of uh, ways of doing things and... So anyway, so we went down to uh, this curling tournament in Ontario and we started playing and we noticed the girls would always scream this word and it took us a while to figure out like what they were saying. And then once we figured it out, we're like, oh my God. Um, and this is the word <laughs> tolerance. So whenever a girl would like throw a rock and I guess you always have a plan B or a plan C depending on how the shot is going if the team wanted to switch to their plan b or someone usually the skip or the throw over would scream tolerance girls tolerance <laughs> and we're just like what are they doing um but it was just to remind themselves that hey think of the plan so B minute. shot yeah or like you know the first shot isn't going to plan like be mindful that hey maybe we should sweep it through or keep it short or something i don't know
1: it's true it's a Oh, maybe I'm playing devil's advocate here. It's a good thing to teach.
0: Definitely. And like we were taught it. We just expressed it in a different way. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> non-verbally.
0: You know, we'd we like, hey, it's heavy. <laughs> so that implies that, okay, you know, whatever the shot was, but, you know, if it's heavy, then let's go for a tick or something, you know? It's that was true. Kind of implied.
1: It's true. I don't think I've ever said it in competitive. Well, I have just to annoy you, like when we're playing.
0: I've only heard it from Ontario people. So I think it's like specifically in Ontario, I think. I may be wrong.
1: I wonder. Or maybe it's just everywhere else but Quebec.
0: I don't even know if they they still say it.
1: Oh, just while we're talking about that, here's a question. So if you're skipping and I'm throwing third rocks, what's my position? Am I a third or am I a vice?
0: Oh, Rob, you just opened a can of water I know, skincare. what's up with that? Oh, I hate vice. It's a third. I You're know, I don't vice. like it. Where did vice come from?
1: I hear it again everywhere in Ontario when we curl.
0: Oh, it's an Ontario thing?
1: I think it's an Ontario thing.
0: Oh, damn, Ontario. You know, the skip is the captain, so the third is the vice captain. But they're just a third.
1: It's true. I always would say third.
0: Like lead second, third skip. But yeah, I don't know. There's something weird about vice.
1: I know I never got into it. No. I can't adopt it. I don't know.
0: Or like I'm throwing I guess you'd still say I'm throwing third rocks. I'm throwing vice rocks.
1: I guess, but
0: No, I think we should not make vice happen.
1: No, I agree. Even if it makes sense even if like even if your second is the one who takes over while the skip throws, I'd rather just call them second and they're holding the broom.
0: Or even on TV, I think they like you know before the games they do the roll call. Like throwing lead is so-and-so, second, throwing third rocks. Like they never say who the vice is. It's always the third. And then- the We're going to have
1: to is, research this.
0: Yeah. Maybe we need to hold on this and come back. That's
1: it. It. We've not, yeah, we've not put any like uh, effort into preparing for background research.
0: Yeah, well, it's also been so long since we've been on the ice or seen curling on TV. I kind of forgot what.
1: That's true. This is probably like the longest periods in our lives that we've gone without curling because our season was shut down in March. It's October and we still can't get on the ice. So
0: it's true. And a lot of the big competitions have been canceled, too. Like the what should be coming up next in in November is at the Canada Cup.
1: I have no idea.
0: Exactly. I
1: barely know what like what month it is.
0: But yeah, so tolerance and vice are, are are two words that I think we should just abolish.
1: Abolish. Uh,
0: jumping off the, the vice thing, what are your thoughts on the third throwing skip rocks and the skip throwing third rocks?
1: I'm okay with that. I, uh, I enjoyed uh, the Dave Nettingham kind of pioneering that. I always kind of liked it. I played on a team that did that for many years.
0: Yeah, that's kind of why I brought it up too, because I remember your team.
1: I think it's obvious why uh, Team Randy Furby did it back in the day.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine seeing Randy Furby uh, sweeping for like two rocks?
1: See, I'd be in favor of of abolishing that rule just to force that, just to make him like, all right, Randy, you want this guy throwing last? Now you've got to sweep.
0: Well, I, it's surprising too that, you know, because there is no hard rule about it, but you know, sometimes you see the leads throw last rock as well, or like the skip will throw the leads rocks and then like mm-hmm. it just scattered. I don't know. It's really it's really weird.
1: That's right. Nancy Delahunt, another pioneer of the uh threw oh, lead yes. rocks and held the broom for Colleen Jones. She
0: skips her own team now.
1: Oh, I don't isn't she retired?
0: Oh well who came back then? Someone else from Colleen's team is playing out of Nova Scotia, I think.
1: Well, Marianne Arsenault moved to BC.
0: Okay, that's who I'm thinking of. Then. And she's
1: playing with Kelly Scott's old team.
0: But she only recently moved to BC, though.
1: That's right. It was okay. it was this year. That'll be for our team change uh, or gossip episode.
0: All right. Do you have any more uh, pet peeves to go through?
1: All right. I have, I guess I should get make one here. Um, I know this is one that you share as well. How many times have we been in our club games? And we've got, I'm going to say, about a eight-point lead. And we're starting the sixth end of an 8-end game.
0: Oh my God. I know where you're going with this.
1: One of the greatest things about this sport is that when it's not going well, you can give up. Yes. You do not have to finish the game. This is what's wrong with every other sport, by the way. In baseball, if a team is getting killed and they have to finish the game, they get pissed off and they just start throwing fastballs at each other. In hockey, this is how fights break out. And... The greatest thing about curling is you can decide, you know what? This is not working. Let's go drink.
0: You know, when this happens, maybe we should just start throwing rocks at people. It would be like the equivalent of the other sport. Have you ever done that?
1: Have you ever just uh, launched them all through?
0: Very much that's that's happened, especially, like you said, at those club games, especially when they're really late, like you're on the late night 9 o'clock draw, and it's 10.30, 10.45, and yeah, you're up by like 10 points, and the other team doesn't want to shake, and you're just like, I got to be up at seven tomorrow morning for work.
1: I remember those. I don't want to do this. I remember having a regionals game once where it was 11 o'clock at night on a Sunday. It's the sixth end. There's a blizzard outside. I've got an exam in the morning. We're an hour from home.
0: Exactly. Especially, yeah, if your game's in the middle of February, it's in dark. It's cold. And you just don't want to be there anymore. You just want to go home. And there's these people who just keep playing and tip like general strategy if you're up by a lot a lot you start playing more defensively keep the house clean and you basically just hit everything in sight right but so what annoys me even more is when the other team doesn't even try to be offensive like you hit a rock you hit and stick and then they'll just hit and stick and we just we're exchanging
1: we exchange hits when we're up by seven
0: for what like this is not a game this is not fun like okay, you need the practice. I don't want it. (laughs) So you're just wasting my time. That's
1: right. You can stay out, throw rocks. Let us uh, stop freezing. Although I've been on the other side of that too, where I've been winning by a lot and um, other teams are getting killed. And even though they are playing with rocks in play, they stop and debate a shot for (gasps) five minutes. Oh yeah. Just to think of situations like that, I'm looking at like, you're spending 10 minutes here on a shot that may get you one. By the way, it won't because it's not there.
0: Yeah, when you really should be looking at that other shot that is much more, uh, has a higher probability of being made. Sometimes I just want to tell them the answer. Like, hey, you're looking at the wrong shot. Just just play this just so we can get the game moving again. Like, I don't care if it's, you know, deemed like cheating or giving them the answer or whatever. I just want...
1: It's a group effort. If you want to ask, like go for
0: it. Uh, yeah, maybe that's a new thing that we should start this year. Just if like they're taking too long to discuss, just tell them, hey, just play this shot.
1: And we, we play on a time clock at our club. And so when we run out of time, because well, now we're talking about something different. Usually we don't make it to the end.
0: <laughs> Thank God we do have a timer on our, our games. Because you can you imagine being on the late draw and it had to go to eight ends and now it's 1130. And you're just like... We don't want to do right now. Oh, right. The Calcutta, they do that. Oh,
1: That's right. We have to play all eight and then we got to do a, an extra end if it's tied or we got to do a shootout. And I've gotten home at 1.30 in the morning for those.
0: This is why I don't play the Calcutta. I just bet on it. It ruins your, your momentum and your, I don't know how to say it, but like you get bored and then you're, you're out of the zone, right?
1: Granted, there are games when you've got a million rocks in play and where... It's a nice tight game and I have no problem with people debating shots in a really tight game, but it's really frustrating when when it's not. What's
0: happened a couple of times too is the shot is so obvious. Like it's so obvious you need to put up a guard. And then they're like talking about, oh, what if we do this angle raise off the 12 foot? And we're just like, just put a guard up, just put a guard up. Um, but yeah, going back to our, our ends thing, I think whether you're down by a lot or up by a lot, I think it's acceptable to go to six ends. After six ends, you got to reevaluate your situation and just give up when you can.
1: One thing that I've never bought is the whole, if you want to shake after an odd end, oh, well, let's just throw them back. Oh,
0: that's a horrible excuse. No, I will take the rock and push it down.
1: There is no problem. To bring all eight of them back for your team.
0: Exactly. I already lost sensation in my thumb. Like, I don't need to play a whole other end here.
1: I have to say, by the way, I've, I remember at one uh, national event, we were a university national, I think, we were getting absolutely destroyed by some team. And we wanted to shake, and the official told us we couldn't. We had to play X amount of ends. So we had to play another end. So we did it. We whipped all our rocks through.
0: I thought, like, playing the full game is only mandatory once you get to the playoffs or the final.
1: Yeah, I guess that wasn't true because I can tell you this was not a playoff game.
0: Well, at least you guys both agreed to just like check them down. And on that note, though, I do remember a game. I think it was last year or the year before where we just got off to a, a really rough start. That was pretty much all our games. We would go down like 5 nothing and then win 12-5 or something. But this game was really, really not going our way. And I think we were in the fifth end we're about to start the fifth end and we we're really contemplating of shaking or like should we go one more and we're like hey it's the fifth end like let's just at least like go one more and then we we won that end and then we just kept going and we won by an extra point in the extra end or something
1: i remember that yes like,
0: the game just completely changed after that end because it was i think we as a team shot like 15 percent the first four ends.
1: And knowing me, I wanted to shake. I, I always remember that, or I don't remember the all the circumstances, except that I wanted out. I wanted to go home.
0: Oh yeah, I've always open to shaking as well. You know, I've played so many games in my life, and I'm going to play so many more. Like these extra ends here don't matter to me at the end of the day.
1: When in doubt, let's head out.
0: Okay, so this is another club curling thing. This one doesn't annoy me as much. It's more of an observation that I find really funny.
1: Okay. So far, we've not has had as much overlap as I thought. I'm impressed. Oh,
0: well, I don't know if you have this one on your list, but this has to do with, so you know how sometimes there's club curlers who, you know, if they've been playing for a while, they're decently good and they've adopted a lot of the things that maybe some more advanced curlers do that more greens wouldn't do.
1: Oh, maybe we are overlapping here.
0: So one of these things involves a stopwatch.
1: Oh, maybe not. Carry on.
0: There's, multiple reasons to use a stopwatch once is to see like how the ice is changing so you can time from like hog to hog just to see throughout the game if it gets slower faster whatever then the sweepers also time like each throw right but you have to throw in a certain way you have to be consistent in your throw every time so i find it really funny when some of these club curlers again who you know have the best of intentions and want to like get to that next level but they don't have the skills to do it so for instance the release isn't great so they're like pushing the rocks or like massively holding it back or uh they just have no like weight control or it's not as fine as some of the more advanced curlers And then you know they're like oh so what did I throw last time? oh you throw a three five two okay I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a three five four and it's like do you even know what the difference between a five two and a five four is? like no.
1: Which we should say, we probably wouldn't be able to do either.
0: <laughs> well, not anymore. Or, like, they're blaming, you know, when there's a sweeping error and then they're blaming the sweepers, and the sweepers are like, oh no, like, you, I, I timed a three, four, four. And it's like, one, did you even time that correctly? And two, it doesn't matter because they pushed the rock or something. So, it's really funny to see the other team bicker a little bit or take the timing so seriously when. It's probably full of errors anyway and just like messing with their their mental game.
1: That's true. In fact, that's a whole other th- This isn't something that annoys me. This is something I laugh at. But when when other teams start bickering oh, yeah. over things where we're like, uh.
0: It's definitely fun to see the other team self-destruct on points that they don't really fully comprehend or understand. Similarly, like sweeping too, you know, especially that year that uh where sweeping gate just took over the curling world where oh my with directional sweeping and stuff and some people make using that as an excuse for why they (laughs) missed a shot and you're just like
1: i'm happy that our competitive phase ended just before that became a big thing
0: yeah i don't even think i fully like got on board with it i was just like okay i mean i understand the basics of this new concept and we'll leave it at that
1: i'll be honest like we sweep just to because we're freezing out there exactly (laughs) And we need a little bit of cardio in the wintertime.
0: Especially with uh, certain members on our team (laughs) trying to throw a draw.
1: Oh yes, you can just say it, my brother.
0: (laughs) Yeah, your brother, oh, so funny. Anyway, so to wrap this up, um, I guess the last annoyance we can discuss is um, certain catchphrases that are used or that you hear on TV.
1: Oh boy, you got this, trust it.
0: (laughs) Trust it, oh my God. That one I think we can never say that again. It's kind of like tolerance, right? That's it. What was that other one? You got it, Gina?
1: Um, I think so. Oh, wait to broom. That was a classic one. That was Marla Mallet.
0: Oh my goodness, wait to broom. What does that even mean?
1: I actually like that. It was because when you think of how complex a delivery is and all the things you have to do, right? It was shortened to just two things. Throw the white throw the right weight at the broom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw correct weight at the correct line i kind of liked it
0: i mean I, the problem with these phrases the first
1: 27 times i heard the it
0: the thing is because these scenarios come up every time so you hear it so often that uh it gets
1: a little annoying it's true and if you ever tried to use it because we have like if you're in the hack and i say you got this kelly trust <laughs> I it can't. this is what happens exactly. it's just laughter and it loses all
0: it's like uh steven saying oh my god <laughs> I just I can't I can't do anything. That's I just Our laughing. teammate
1: who uh reacts uh
0: very dramatically. Yes. But it makes it entertaining. Of course. Or like uh I guess these things are these are catchphrases said by the caller guys. Um, it's dead on. Remember? Like that <laughs> was that phrase came about once what Ru- russ Howard started. That's
1: the go to Russ Howard phrase.
0: Everything is dead this, it's dead that it's just
1: it's dead straight here.
0: Yeah, it's dead flat.
1: That's it. The other thing I, <laughs> we'll have so much for our commentators episode.
0: Yeah, but that's one I think that's definitely a catchphrase that everyone started um started saying.
1: Yeah, I, I have one more. You have
0: <laughs> one more? Okay, go for it.
1: I have one more, yes. Um uh, so you know when we're playing on sheet three.
0: Right, sheet three.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. And we win the toss, and we have to say, or let's say we lose the toss and we get choice of color. Okay, you throw rocks four and eight. I'll throw rocks three and two and
0: oh yeah no that I've never gotten that detailed at uh, the club level it's just like one two three four and let's keep it simple
1: it's true I mean and I don't really know what I'm talking about but in my opinion here if we want to know what's wrong with the rocks I'd like to bring in some Olympian level curler of which none of us are I'm not confident in saying oop that rock curls a little bit more than uh, it should based on how I throw it
0: well, that's the thing. And I think because curling is such a mental game, too, it's quite easy to blame the rock or blame any outside forces when it's really just you're having an off day or you're just not throwing it right.
1: And our, our club has good ice and the rocks are good, although they are old.
0: Except that one rock that is flatter. But some lighter. of them are
1: actually fatter than the others. Yeah. There's some with a slightly longer diameter. There's some with a higher striking band. Mm-hmm. And I remember when our club was hosting a provincial tournament once, uh, one of the coaches came up to me and cause he knew me and he asked me, what do you know about the rocks? Are there any that curl a little bit more? Are there any that he was trying to get all the details and all I could think of was, well, some are fatter than the others. I don't remember which ones. I don't remember what color. Yeah. I think they're yellow.
0: I mean, definitely when you're at like a competition or something, it it is more important and you definitely want to have your rocks match as much as possible But like at the club, I don't know, like if I get in an instance where the two rocks aren't the same, like I'm cognizant of it and like I correct it myself, you know, like, you know that this one is a little slower. So you're just going to you just give it a little extra to it.
1: At least we think. We think. Yeah. We're all just eyeballing it. (laughs)
0: Exactly. You know, and you just kind of go from there, adapt. Um, If you're good enough to notice that there's something wrong with the rock, you should also be good enough to correct it.
1: Yes, which is why uh, in this new COVID protocol, my attitude should be no, you can't switch your rocks. Does this one cut a little bit more? Deal with it.
0: Exactly. It's part of the game.
1: I want to see that.
0: Yeah, I guess that, that will happen. But how many people do a lot of people at our club switch rocks? I
1: think so. I think people um when they or at least so I've heard, um, when people win the coin toss, they'll choose color over hammer because of reservations about certain color are
0: uh, that is so silly
1: and I'm just thinking I'm not sure I I'm willing to bet some of those rocks are off we can see some of them are off yeah. but I don't think it makes a significant difference at our level
0: that's true or well, at least um in our case we seem to I don't think our record is really good when we have the hammer I think we're definitely a better oh, that's stealing we're way team. better
1: at stealing we're way better and for me this is like a nice personal story of of competitive closure, the whole idea of rock matching, because I remember this is back to our trip to Ottawa when we went to the trials. So after you, um, insulted the stabilizer right behind the guy that invented it, it,
0: I gave its true opinion, my true opinion on it, the reality.
1: Exactly. So after that, I, at least, I didn't say it in front of Mike McEwen's coach, but I saw him sitting pretty close to us and he had a binder and he was writing notes on every, his team wasn't even playing. And they were writing notes on every rock, on every sheet. He had his little binoculars. He had a binder. He had so much information. And I just remember looking at that and going, I am so happy that I just don't care that much. Just give me a rock. I don't care.
0: But at that level, like the fifth player or the coach or whoever, like there's a person on the team dedicated to just watching and recording all the rocks.
1: It's true, and I'm just thinking, like... At
0: that level, it makes it can make a difference, because everyone... Oh, I know
1: it makes a difference, but would you want that job?
0: Oh, God, no. Oh, no. Even just scoring a game for me is too long.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. I would not pay attention. I would fall asleep.
0: But yeah, I guess when you get to the higher level, when everyone... Like, especially for the men, they all curl, like, 95%. So one miss shot can really make a difference.
1: Oh, for sure. There's certainly a purpose for it in the competitive game. It's just that... I don't wanna be responsible for it. I Yeah. If you asked me to scout for a competitive, I'll be asleep.
0: <laughs> so uh, are you saying that people should not recruit you to be the coach on their team anymore?
1: Not if they want rock matching. Or I mean I'll give it, I'll give the honest answer. That one's fatter. <laughs>
0: there you go. Very absurd. I think
1: it's that one. I don't remember.
0: Like our coaches used to do this before games where they would just take two rocks and kind of run them side by side and then just let them go.
1: That's what I remember. I remember doing that.
0: Yeah, but no. At this point in my life, I'm just—I'll just work with whatever I got.
1: That's it. Because even I think when our competitive careers peaked, knowing all that about the rocks probably didn't make much of a difference. We never went up against these TV level players, or we did, but
0: but they were more at
1: our level back then.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I also think we had other things to worry about or focus about for focus on. Um, that the rock matching just wasn't like a priority for us you know like for like uh the example i gave with the stopwatch right like it's a very good tool however if you're not throwing consistently well it doesn't matter again if you're making 50 percent of your shots like the rock matching is not going to make that big of a difference (laughs) all right so i guess this wraps up our uh first episode
1: yes we're well, we are cynical. We, we predicted that, though.
0: Yeah. So uh, hope you enjoyed and uh, catch us uh, for the next one.
1: We'll try to be more positive then. Yes. Unless we're talking curling commercials. In that case, it's going off the rails.
0: Hold your horses for that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bye. <laughs>